Welcome back, all you beautiful people, to another episode of Just Browsing. Matthew, along with Zach today, and we're going to be talking the end of college football. Uh, we had the conference championship games yesterday. The college football playoff committee came out with an extremely controversial top four today. So we have the college football playoff set, and we just want to discuss it as now bowl season will be upon us in two weeks. So, Yep. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy that college football's season is over pretty much, except for the bowl games. It's and sad. Playoffs. Well, and just think too, there's, quickly. there's what, five weeks left in the NFL season? Yeah. It goes by fast. It's so like it's, simultaneously seems like it takes forever, but also goes by in the blink of an eye. It's really it weird. goes by in the blink of an eye, and then February rolls around after the Super Bowl, and we're all sitting here, and we're like, mm, what's next? <laughs> all every, sudden, everything is just like... Everyone's Saturdays and Sundays dead. are way more free now, and you're like, huh. What did I used to do without football? Like, man, I'm TV. fucking bored. I used to wake up at 9.45, <laughs> yeah. and I was watching football from 10 a.m. until 11.30 p.m., and then I woke up the next day, did the same. and thing. I was watching football from 11 a.m. till 9.30 p.m., and then I wake up the next day and hate life because I'm at work, <laughs> but then I watch football that night, and then on Tuesday, I had college football again, and now <laughs> I have fucking nothing. Yep. This is great. Back I'm, to being alone with your thoughts. Yeah, contemplating I'm, I'm a lot more pro- existence you know, in the universe. My productivity rate has gone way <laughs> up in these last, you know, since football's ended. But, but yeah, dude, it's uh, it's crazy that it's here. So yeah, this weekend. Um, so we're we're recording this Sunday, December third. Um, and like Matt said, it was conference championship weekend this weekend. Um, today, the college football playoff committee announced the top four teams and the bowl games are being announced like steadily throughout the day as we're as we're recording this but we wanted to kind of touch base from because you know we did we did at least one episode at the beginning of the college football season just you know sharing our excitement which again seems like we just did that like two weeks ago and now here it is the season's gone um but it's been an exciting weekend of conference championship football and i have been watching a lot from friday night all the way through yesterday um, let me just start by giving a shout out to my New Mexico State Aggies. They did lose to Liberty in the Conference USA Championship game on Friday night, but it was a good game. Um, I think this it, was their first ten win season though, and yes. like since what sixty three or something since like 1960, that. Yeah, and we're going to back to back bowl games in Jerry Kill's second season here. He's taken the Aggies to a bowl game both times. Big deal for Aggies football. I mean, Aggies football has struggled for a very, very, very long time, and he has come in and immediately turned things around. We won a bowl game last year. I think we're going to be in the New Mexico Bowl. That was the prediction. I don't know if it's officially been announced, but that's probably where we're trending um, for this year. But going bowling two I'll years talk about row, home field advantage. Yeah, I know, right? And then, uh, you know, second season um, for Liberty and New Mexico State in Conference USA – um, and I, I was really encouraged when that announcement was made that we were going to switch over to Conference USA because we'd been, for the last several seasons, New Mexico State football has been kind of all over the map. Like when I played there, we were in the WAC Conference. And then they switched to the Sun Belt Conference, and then they were independent for a few years. And when we were independent, it was really a struggle because they would just go around and basically play Alabama and LSU and Notre Dame and like just go around and take these, you know, these big payday matchups for the for the big schools and just get slaughtered. So I was like, okay, we're landing in Conference USA. It's going to be much more competitive. Hopefully, we start. You know, I was kind of just expecting like you hey, are in the New Mexico Bowl, by the way. Okay, that 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 was the prediction. So, um, so yeah, so I was like, you know, my only hope there was 
let's just win six games and get bowl eligible. That'd be that'd be great. And you know, Coach Kill comes in, and last year they get bowl eligible. They win their bowl game. This year they get ten wins in the season, which is like like we just said, first time that's happened since 1960. First time going to back to back bowls since 1960. Like this is like historically great for the Aggies. So I'm pretty pumped. And then I'm he's going to get an offer from a bigger school and he's going to leave and then right back in the blender. Right, right. I, I mean, who knows? So Jerry Kills, if you look up his kind of history with coaching, he's been he, – he kind of like retired, like semi-retired due to like some health concerns. He was at Minnesota, I think, last. Mm. And he had some sort of health concerns and he retired. And then I guess maybe all of that stuff got better. Kind of like Urban Meyer. He's like, I'm retiring for family reasons. Yeah, he felt like he was able to come back. And so he comes back to Las Cruces. And I guess, like, if you look at some of his prior stops, he's known for coming in and taking programs that are really struggling and turning them around, which he seems to be doing a very good job of. So anyway... Without bogging the whole podcast down on Aggies, I just wanted to give a shout-out to the Aggies. It's pretty exciting to watch. They're going to be in the New Mexico Bowl. Played in the conference title game against uh, Liberty for Conference USA. That was pretty exciting. Liberty's a really good team, man. They're like, playing they're, Oregon uh, in the uh, yeah. the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, so they made a New Year's Six a New Year's Six Bowl, which is impressive for a non. But they're an, five they're an undefeated. Conference. They're the best yeah. non Power Five yeah. conference champions. So. And I mean, I had not watched them play all year until this conference title game on Friday night against New Mexico State, and they're a really good football team. I was impressed. It was a high scoring game. I didn't high scoring, I didn't think yeah. New Mexico State was gonna be able to hang with them as well as they did. Yeah. Um, but I quit watching that as soon as the the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, came the Pac-12 on because, game was on like right an hour after that right, start time. That game so. came on, and that became my like dead focus. Obviously, yeah. it's the last year of the Pac-12, or yep. at least the Pac-12 as we know it. Yeah, that was like um, the – I guess I didn't think about that until the next day, but people were posting on Instagram and stuff like, we just watched the last Pac-12 game. Basically. And it was a great – it like, was a great way to – I like, wasn't even thinking about it that it. way, but yeah. Um, you had great Oregon ending. and Washington. Um, in my opinion, either team coming in, whoever won was going to the college football playoff, yeah. I would say without a doubt. Because coming into that game, Oregon's only loss was to Washington. At Washington yeah. on a yeah. last second field goal. Yeah. So those two teams all year long were the best two teams in the Pac 12 yep. and neck and, and neck. And two of the top five teams, I'd say, yeah. in the country. Yeah. And Oregon was looking really strong. What was kind of crazy about that Pac 12 championship game is Washington went into that game as an underdog. Like a 10 point underdog. A 10 point and underdog as an undefeated team who had previously beaten Oregon and who was ranked higher in the rankings than Oregon. And they come in as an underdog. It's just in that because game. Washington pretty, pretty seemed to struggle towards the back half of their season. They weren't blowing yeah. teams out. They weren't like, they didn't look like the dominant Washington team that everyone kind of hyped up. Rolling. Oregon was yeah. just rolling through everyone. Yeah. They rolled through USC. Like, yeah. they just made it look easy. So I get where like Vegas was coming up with those odds and being like, listen, this Oregon team's different. Mm hmm. But, dude, Washington came out and was just like, hey, it's 17-3. You yeah. guys sure we're 10-point underdogs? Right. And then all of a sudden, Oregon's like, hey, guess what? They kind of woke up. It's fucking 24 to 22 or whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on yeah. in this game? I can't get a grasp of how this game's truly, like, feeling out. And it ended up being, what, 33-31, I believe, is the final. Yeah, or 34-31 or something like that. 34-31 yeah. yeah. is the final. So close and game. Washington wins that one. Yep. Yeah, I I caught the probably all of the fourth quarter because I was watching that New Mexico State game. But it seemed like I was kind of flipping back and forth like when the New Mexico State game was on commercial and stuff, and it kind of seemed like Washington came out of the gates firing on all They're cylinders, just, and, and Oregon just like couldn't do anything. They right. couldn't move the ball. 
and were really struggling. And then it seems like they finally, like I don't know when it was, halftime maybe, they finally wake uh, up. In late the second in the second half quarter, and, they okay. started to – because it was 20 to 10 at the half. So they yeah. started okay. to click, and started then they were up 24 to yeah. 20, and then – they lose 34 to yeah. 31. And it's just so like, what a great game. What a great game. It was a great though. send-off yeah. for the Pac-12 as we we currently know it. Um, Washington, well-deserved spot. They did get the second seed in the mm-hmm. in the country as they're the only – well, there's three undefeated <laughs> Power 5 conference champions. Yeah. They're the second one to make it, um, but they got the, the second seed behind Michigan. Yep. Um, Deservedly so. Oregon definitely deserves being a New Year's Six Bowl, but yeah, their only yeah. loss is coming to the same team by three points in both right. games. So it's that, like that championship game was one of those where like whoever wins it is a lock for the playoff. Right. It's like the Pac-12 champion. You can just slate them in there. They're yep. going to be one of the final four. So and then you know really going in, like we just kind of talked about that game was back and forth, and it you know it kind of a coin toss as to who was going to win that game. And honestly, like. I don't know, and we can we can touch on this as we get to talking about the final actual top four rankings, but I, I don't know if you would feel like Washington in the playoff would stand a better chance against some of the other teams than Oregon might. You know, like really I feel like both of those teams are kind of interchangeable in terms of how competitive they're gonna be yeah. in the playoff. I think Oregon's defense can be stingier at times, but Washington was able to expose them and yeah. find the holes. So it's just well, I mean, either of their offenses are going to be yeah. able to put up points. They're going to be able to. They're, they're going to be sure. able to find a way to get points. I'd say Washington's receiver core is probably one of the best in the country, and Michael Penix Jr. is a, uh, just a stud quarterback. Yeah, guy's going to go places. Um, so I, yeah, I I kind of feel either of them would compete well. Yeah. Now jumping to the most controversial part because I don't think this team would compete well, and I think this is why. The committee left them out. Florida State, thirteen and zero, undefeated. Yep. Conference ACC conference champion. They mm-hmm. just be, I believe, Louisville was like ranked tenth to thirteenth. Yeah. Going yeah. into the game yesterday, they beat them. It wasn't a pretty game by any means, yeah. but Florida State starting their third string true freshman QB. Mm-hmm. It's. One, the committee goes undefeated, like, you know, strength of schedule. If you're a Power 5 conference champion, your your record, right? If they were a three-loss team and they won, everyone's going to be like, you're not making the playoff no matter what. Right, right. They're undefeated, and the committee goes, yeah, but we're going to bring in two one-loss teams because we can't have the SEC not represented. Is the <laughs> mindset that a lot of people are like – because yeah. the SEC's been in every single college football playoff. Yeah. But it's like an undefeated Power 5 conference champion. So I guess let's just go to that. So the the final rankings that were announced today is number one, Michigan, number two, Washington, number three, Texas, number four, Alabama. So and then Florida State, Georgia, are five, six. Yeah. So those are going to be your matchups. It's going to be Michigan, Bama, Washington, Texas. And then, you know, the winners of those two teams are going to compete for the national title. So that's been the drama all weekend in the discussion amongst all of the college football world and this is what i was texting you guys about earlier is like how do we feel about this because it the way i look at it is you have six deserving teams fighting for four spots this year which is tough because next year we wouldn't be having this discussion because it's going to be 12 teams so it's not going to be an issue but unfortunately we're only doing four this year so you have you have these two teams in florida state and georgia who are both like hey 
we have a very legitimate argument to say that we are one of the top four teams in the country and we deserve to be in the playoff. Now, there's a few things. I think the big crucial result this weekend that fucked up all of this is Bama beating Georgia. Yes. If Georgia beats Bama, this is not even like a problem. It's well, well it still could not, be not a, as much of a problem, but right. like it's not as controversial. It's not as controversial. But Bama beating Georgia, as as soon as that happened, I'm like, the committee's going right. to have some shit to talk about. Right, because if, if Georgia beat Bama and we knew Michigan was going to beat Iowa, yeah. It would we would have had three set. It would have been have Georgia, yeah. Michigan, and yes. Washington all or locks. Oregon were yeah. all locks. <clears throat> so then it became Florida State or Texas. Right. If Texas won. If Texas lost and Florida State won, easy again, right? Easy decision. Yeah. But it Georgia losing, and again, here's why I'm okay with them being six. They so the reason, okay, part of the reason that the college football playoff committee left Florida State out, according to things I've seen and read, is too many injuries. They're like, yeah. and apparently they take that into consideration. They're like, is this team going to be able to compete? Because if they're not going to be able to compete with a Washington, right, a Texas, you know, the Alabamas or the Michigans, if they're like, they're going to go in there and they're going to get, get beat destroyed. up forty-two yeah. to nothing just because they can't compete. That's not good for the playoff. It's not good for the playoff. It's not necessarily good for college football. But at the same time, you're going, and this is why the four-team fucking playoff is awful is because you set this precedent where the SEC has to be represented. Is Alabama a better team than Florida State? If Florida State had their starting quarterback, no, I would take Florida State over Alabama. Yeah. See, they don't have their starting quarterback, though, and you do have to look at who's playing on the field at that time. So it's like yeah. Alabama's rolling. They, yep. they, they're they fucking rolling after their one loss to Texas. Right. They've been playing fucking great. And then they beat Georgia, and it's like, how do you leave them out? Right. But you can't put Alabama in what I was saying in the text. You can't put Alabama in without having Texas. Right. Texas has to go in. Texas if, beat Bama right this year in Alabama in by Alabama. double digits. Yeah. So it's like, then it and, becomes a juggling. Like it would have been a nightmare to be on that committee. I would have been sitting there going, dude. guys. We have – well, you could say there's seven teams because Ohio State's only right. loss was to Michigan, and it was right. a one-score game too. So you do have like seven teams <laughs> who have an argument to be in the top four. <laughs> so now right. you have to start doing all of this weird mental gymnastics to be like – there are really only two locks, Michigan and Washington, and Washington. are the only two yep. like no-brainers. They're in there, one, two, okay, good. Right. Now what do we do with three and four? Because you're like, okay, Texas wins the Big 12 very comfortably, destroyed Oklahoma State. Right. They have only one loss in the year, and they've also beaten Bama. You have Bama, who just knocked off the number one team in the country, won the SEC championship game, snapped a 29-game winning yep. streak from Georgia, and their only loss is to Texas. But then, on the other hand, you got Florida State, who's undefeated and just won the ACC title game. So With wins over LSU and Louisville, yeah, where at the time one was a top five yeah. and one was a top 15. So, looking at that, completely ignoring anything injury-wise, well, on paper, that's an automatic lock. Right. Oregon. Oregon's only two losses for the whole year number are to Washington, team. who is the shoe-in for number two right. seed, and they just lost two by three points in the Pac-12 championship right. game. So and Oregon's like, at Washington Oregon's by... like, hey, we have an argument. Ohio State's like, hey, our only loss is to Michigan, the current number one ranked team on in the, the nation, road. On the road in the Big Ten title game. Right. 
or not sorry not the big Ten title in, game in, but like in yeah in the in, game in, in the game so there's these, all these teams being like we have legitimate arguments and there are merits to all of those arguments i think if i'm georgia i i i here's my stance on it i understand the committee's stance on leaving georgia and florida state out but I also totally get from Georgia and Florida State's perspective why they're so pissed. So, because if I was one of them, I would also be upset. Right. So, in your opinion, then who is your? What would be your 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 four in the playoff? Because I think we kind of talked about it in Instagram yeah. and our group chat, but not really like. I don't know. It's tough, dude. Because and here's one thing I wanted to mention too about the the rankings as they currently stand. It's also the way everything is shaken out the committee has set up a potential rematch between Texas and Bama. Right. Which is juicy. But you can't bank, make Bama higher ranked than Texas. Right, because Texas beat them earlier. Right. So it's like, and, and here's here's the thing that it's, is tough, because you have all of these, like, guidelines, right? And on paper, kind of like what I was saying about Florida State, on paper, that's a shoe-in lock. But then you start thinking about, well, they played their ACC title game with their third-string quarterback, their star quarterback for the year had this gruesome leg injury, he's out. So they're probably going to be playing with a backup or a third-string quarterback. Is that really going to be competitive in the playoff? Right. Who knows? Because you got to remember it's a big money grab. Yes, it's a big money grab, and it's all about, like, we want to have – you don't want to have – like, what, what was one of the examples in, la, in in prior years where one of the teams who made it in got fucking blown out in the first round? I think round? Michigan State got smoked by yeah. – yeah, um, or you don't want to have a TCU who a competes really right. well and, and then, then gets, gets into the national title game and, and gets national fucking blown game. off the field. Like no one wants to watch that. Yeah, so they're trying to avoid that. But I think you you have to start looking at like eye test stuff after a while, and that's why you mentioned like to be a fly on the wall in the room with when the committee's debating all this stuff would be fascinating because right. there's so many compelling arguments. Because here here's where I land on it. Florida State, the argument of like Florida State versus Bama or something like that, right? You go, Florida State, yes, undefeated, yes, won their conference championship. Bama is a one-loss team, but just knocked off Georgia. But I think if you say, if you go around the room and go, okay, guys, if we lined these two teams up and had them play 10 out of 10 or 10 times, how many times is Florida State right now Without Jordan Travis beating Bama. Well, and that that would be the thing though. People would be like, "Well, with Jordan Travis, it's probably at least five five. And I'm like, "Yeah, but, but it's like that's but not you got to play about. right now. You, you, you with right the roster now, you have yeah. without with like a so, second or third string quarterback, Bama's going to win most of those games. Right. It's I think Bama's the better team, and that that's yeah. here's the thing that is so fucking frustrating about Bama every year is because even when Bama loses. Everyone in the college football nation, except for Bama fans, get very excited when Bama loses because they're like, oh my God, they, maybe they're not going to be in the playoff this year. But here's the thing. If they only have one loss, like as, they did this year. As long as they go to the SEC championship as game. As long as they go to the SEC championship game, they always have a chance. Yep. And here's the thing. They're always good enough that they're hanging around at the end of the season and they go into an SEC championship game scenario. And even if they're playing against a fucking powerhouse like what Georgia is this year. Although Georgia was really you banged up. You still go into that game going, Bama could definitely win this game. Dude, their defense Saban, is always great. Saban and that machine at Bama, they just know championship yep. football and they know how to show up and keep themselves There's no pressure ever just there enough to be like in the conversation right. at all times. And they're like, look, we control our destiny. If we beat Georgia and win this SEC championship game, we put all the fucking pressure on the committee right. to make a tough decision. We and did everything like, we could to yeah. be here. Because yeah. their best case was Texas winning. Because yeah. it makes Texas's case even stronger, right? 
and then them beating Georgia. That was right. their best case. And the thing is, they they I wouldn't say they manhandled Georgia, but they never looked back. Yeah. They they got that lead and they were like, "This is our game." And like, I mean, we're they gonna, we're going to win. They this looked game. like they belonged on that field with Georgia, and which is is super funny though because they lost to Texas. I think it was what we. Three of this week, it was two real or three early. of the yeah, season, and everyone's like, "Is Nick Saban done? Is it time for Alabama <laughs> yeah. to fire Nick Saban?" And people are like Deion Sanders to Alabama, and I'm like, "This is the greatest coach in college football history." Without and you guys yeah. are writing him off after a one, one loss. loss, one loss. Yeah, it wasn't the prettiest loss, <laughs> but they didn't know Milrow <laughs> wasn't playing their quarterback. Yeah, they had no clue what their quarterback situation was. I think that's a very important thing to call out. Is Bama at the beginning of the year is not the same Bama that we're talking about no. right now because Milrow Bama finally at the beginning found of the year stride. was really struggling and they didn't yeah. know what they were doing. They had at quarterback. Three different quarterbacks, they had three different quarterbacks, and they were their offense looked terrible. Yeah, and you know, like you said, Bama. There's one thing you can count on: Bama always has a fucking tremendous defense, yeah. always, always, every year. So that's there's not probably a like concern. eight of them. They're going to be first yeah. round picks. Yeah. Everyone's going to be like. Why is Alabama's defense in the first round? It's like because they're that. They're fucking all amazing. Good. They're all amazing. Every year they're they have freaks. a great. Um, they're all literally all they're of them just, at every position is a freak. Right. They're all just freaks. Yeah. So, but their offense was really struggling, and so that's why everyone like they lose to Texas. They can't figure out what they're doing at quarterback. They can't score points, and everyone's like, "Is this kind of the beginning of the end of this Bama dynasty?" We're all we're like, saying, "Yeah, very, very premature." Which is one of those hilarious things about guys like. You know, Stephen Saban or fucking like oh. any of these guys who are like known for like literally decades right. of sustained success. They have like a couple slip ups here and there. So everyone's like, are they fucking done? It's like, take it easy. Like <laughs> if they lose two in a row, right. we can start having this discussion. <laughs> right, Dude, that's right. like all the talk show host people, though. Like, you know, people in college football are like, yeah, Saban's done. We'll see you guys in the NCC championship game. But the talk shows are like, he's done. Like it's you like, can't okay. lose at home to Texas who's never beat you. And it's just like. Guys, it's one game, and it's Texas has a good team. Regular like, season game, yeah. Like, you wouldn't be saying this if Georgia came into Alabama and beat them. They'd have been right. like, well, they played them well. It was right. weird. Their quarterback, yeah. it's like, no, Nick Saban's done. It's like, no, I don't think he is, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if he is, and Deion Sanders goes there, I mean, we could just take Nick Saban here in Colorado, and <laughs> it'll be a one for one trade. Turns it into a CU dynasty. Dude, could you imagine? They just win six championships in the next 10 years. <laughs> Deion goes to Alabama, and they just fucking tank. <laughs> Nick Saban comes here and just win after win. Everyone's like, what the fuck? So back to your earlier question. I don't know. Obviously, Michigan, Washington, those are locks. I think you still have Texas in there. And then I I think what it comes down to is who's going to be the SEC representative. Do you pick Bama or do you pick Georgia? Because that's a dangerous. If if you're Georgia, I I think. And again, this is like an eye test sort of thing. It's like. Georgia was the number one team in the nation all year long. They were on a 29-game winning streak. They won back-to-back national titles. They win. They lose one game to and Bama it's a, and it's a in, conference in the conference game. championship. So if you're Georgia, you're like, hey, man, we lost one game by, what, three points? And it's like, do we really deserve to be kicked completely out of the college football playoff because of one loss out of 30 games? Well, so I get that stance from Georgia, and it's like – Really, the, the Bama-Georgia slot there at four seems kind of interchangeable. I mean, right. I know how you can say, well, Bama deserves it because they beat Georgia in the SEC title right, game. They have the like, head-to-head. It's like, yeah, but Georgia also didn't lose at all in the regular season to a Texas like Bama did, so you so, have that argument But they too. did lose, or they were losing or down, or trailing in eight games by I like saw that. Yeah, eight I saw or more that points. Stat, yeah. So it's like 
they haven't been the dominant Georgia the, they, of last they year. Were like, yeah, they were like dominant, but they were not as dominant as they have been in the last right. two they, years. They were dominant enough there to were find some ways to in win. The armor, for sure. But so that that becomes one of those and I, I I know I've brought this up before. If you're Georgia though and they go, Hey, you're going to the SEC championship game, you're like, nah, give it to the second place team in the division. <laughs> right. We want to remain number one and so undefeated so we don't lose and we want to so yeah. yeah. make it to the playoff. At what point does the committee have to not necessarily look? I mean, now that we're going to twelve teams, it would be fine because right. they're going to make. I mean, if we went to twelve teams right now, you would have Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama, Florida State, Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon, Missouri, Penn State, and I believe the twelfth would be Liberty because they were the highest ranked non-power mm. five conference champion. Okay, so that would be the twelve. There would be no debating as far as conference champions or losing in your conference like it makes your conference championship game all right we can get a home field advantage yeah but if you lose it's not the end of the world you're not but if we're undefeated and we lose to another undefeated team or a one loss team we're probably Mm -hmm. still safe in the top 12 and in the the selection part but now it's like i mean we're glad it's ending but it's one of those things yeah you can make an argument for georgia over alabama but if you go back to the watchability, they've been trailing almost an eight out of their 12 regular season games they were losing at one point in the mm-hmm. second half. Is that watchability? Brock yeah. Bowers, the best tight end in the – yeah, the best tight end in the country, hurt, banged Is up. Is he that guy that's of, banged up and yeah, he was like 19. limping around all yeah. game yesterday? One of their yeah, best yeah. wide receivers, banged up, same limping thing. around, the yeah. same thing. They've been hurt all year. The running back, I believe, was pretty banged up. It's like – if you're going to leave Florida State out of it because of injuries to the quarterback position, then it also then has to be you have to make Georgia. that yeah. consideration for Georgia, which is fair. I get their it. best yeah. offensive weapons are banged up. Yeah. yeah, they played and they could still play because you know it's New Year's Six Bowl. They still got a couple weeks to heal yeah. up. Yeah, but if you're going to leave Florida State out of it, who's going to have their second string quarterback back? Yeah, at least more who than literally, likely. if you're Florida State, that's their that's the only knock against them. Right, literally is, is one quarterback. Yeah, that's the and, only and knock. Let's yeah. be real though; he makes a huge it's difference, a big difference on that fucking but team. Everything else is like surefire green check mark. Right. You're in. Like <laughs> so, so that's the thing though. Is it's like I'm not a Florida State fan. I'm I've never liked really any Florida school ever. So I was like, yeah, okay, but I'm also. I'm so sick. Everyone's always like, or like you guys, you and Sam and everyone else were like, fuck CU. We're tired of hearing about all this shit. And it was like four weeks of college football that we heard about, heard about CU. It's been ever since Nick Saban went to Alabama. It's Alabama, Alabama, Alabama. And now it's going to be more. If they knock off Michigan and go to the college football playoff, that's all we're going to fucking hear. It's, and it's just like, I'm over them. Yeah. Like, I want it to be Michigan versus Washington so we can have a new national champion yeah. and we can just settle it. I don't care for Texas. I've never liked them either. So it's like – but as long as Alabama doesn't win, I'm <laughs> going to sit there and be like, all right, I'm not too upset with you know the outcome of this. I'm cheering for Washington to come out on top. Just don't let it be Alabama is really all yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm at because it's – I don't know. I just – I can't stand them. They always get the benefit of the doubt. They never get things to go against them. Or the one year they do, they're like, well, we're a one-loss team, and we didn't play in a conference champion. It's like, well, you didn't play in a conference championship game. Like, you yeah. don't deserve to be there then. Yeah. And they're like, well, no, we do. And they've made it multiple times when they haven't played with a conference championship. And it's like yeah. – I think that's the tough thing with Bama. Bama's like the one enigma in this whole conversation because they're the standards that the committee holds Bama to are not the same as everyone else. Like, Bama gets more benefits of the doubt 
than anyone else because they're Bama. And you know what? It's the SEC. As, as much as it bugs me, they kind of deserve it. I mean, they're like repeatedly the best or one of the top two or three teams in the country and have been for 15 years, basically. So it's, it's like, I don't know. It's it's hard because every single season, no matter if Bama's undefeated, wins the SEC championship, or maybe they have one loss like this year, they still, if you're, if you're going to sit down and ask me like, Zach, do we think Bama versus any of these other top, what whatever it is, three, four, five teams, depending on the year, do you think Bama could beat any of these teams? A hundred percent, yes. Yeah. Every year, no matter what their problems are, Bama is like a hair's breadth away from being the best team in the country. They, they just have all-stars at every fucking position on offense and defense. So it's like and, – and they have Saban, who's a guy who's like – if anyone knows how to win tough games and close it's games and Saban. big, huge games, it's Saban. Yeah. So it's like it's hard for me to sit here and complain when, this, when the committee's like, well, Bama deserves to be in because it's going to be a more competitive – you know, college football playoff than having Florida State. I'm like, you're not wrong. I, I can't really fault you for that, you know? Right. But it's like, it's, it just sucks because I'm like you. I don't like Bama. I'm sick of seeing Bama always in the conversation, always playing for national title games. It's like, and then what was it, like three years in a row we had to watch Clemson versus Bama yeah. either in the semifinals or the actual finals, and it's like, Jesus. Well, Can we see some a little more parity here? So but, I, I know, think that's I where know. the 12-team playoff will be a refreshing thing, and it'll be a lot easier for certain teams. Because I'm not a big – let's be real. The SEC is the best conference in college football. You, we can't make – I mean, you could say the Big Ten would be the second, and that's – you know again, you can't really argue that, but I don't know if – if we did an SEC Big Ten challenge like they do in basketball, I'm pretty sure the SEC will come out on more matchups than yeah, than not. So. And I'm just over the SEC bias of being the best conference in football because that's where those benefits of the doubt come in. It's like right, oh, well, every, everyone's SEC, going. So. Well, there's an SEC team and they're a one loss team. They're, they're a shoe in. They won the SEC championship game, and it's like. I don't necessarily always feel that way. Do I think right. they're better than Florida State at the current moment? Yeah. Do I think it'll be a lot more fun to watch? Yeah. Do I think Florida State still deserves to be in the playoff? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, thirteen and zero Power Five Conference champion. That's the thing you that's did tough enough here to win is because I think multiple statements can be true at the same time. Like you just said, and we both agree on this. Do we think Florida State deserves to be one of the top four? Yes. Do we think Bama right now is a better team than Florida State? Yes. So it's like, right. what do you do with that information? Those Both and, of those statements are true. Right. So you're like, well, fuck, what do we do? Do we put Bama in or do we put Florida State in? And it's, it's just what would becomes, really What would really suck, and I think this is probably what the, the committee talked about, is like what would really suck is we put Florida State in there at four and they get blown out. Right. No one wants to watch that. Because like then everyone would be like, well, why didn't Bama play Michigan? That would have been a way better game, you know? That right. would be the common complaint across and the it's, nation. And it's the whole, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda, you know, thing. And, you know, it sucks for Florida State because they did everything they were supposed to do. They did everything they, they were asked to do. Everything yeah. that they were supposed to do. They, Like you said, they, they literally checked every box. Every box. Besides having a healthy quarterback. They just had one freak injury to their star quarterback. And well, it wasn't really a freak injury, I'd say. It was more that this I mean, the result hip, of it this seatbelt tackle shit that they oh, need to outlaw God. because nasty. that's what Ramondre Stevenson got hurt with today. That's broken leg for Like, so much shit because of these drop tackles, and oh. it's just they got to outlaw that shit. Because, that Jordan Travis one was hard oh, to watch. Yeah. Dude, did you, was, okay, speaking of injuries, it was hard to watch. Did you see the linesman or the um, 
the like the downs marker guy, the chain gang official today in the Saints Lions game. No, what happened? Alvin Kamara hit him and his fucking like tibia just and his like leg was just like oh hanging off God. to the side. Oh and of God. course he's not a player, so everyone's probably just like Yeah, shake it off. But it's like you can see oh. in his like his pants were just like bent like that. Oh it was just and Kamara got up because you know the guy was like of course, he's laying on the healthy leg, so the broken leg is the one that's hanging in the air, so it oh, makes it worse. Fuck. But it's like, he's like, you know, laying there. He's screaming. And he's screaming, and so Kamara, like, turns and looks, and then I think he was like, oh, shit, like, oh. the dude's not, he's, yeah, honey, I'll be back after the, the game today, and all of a sudden, he's like, so. I'm in the hospital. I'm in the hospital about, about to go into surgery, surgery yeah. on a fucking shattered tibia. Oh, my God. Poor guy. I'll have to find the video. I mean, it's not Ugh. like you can't, like, see bone or anything, but, like, just the whole Ooh. seeing his leg hanging just there. Just the angle. And oh. you're like, this dude isn't supposed to get hurt, and he's fucking out. He's out for the rest of the season. He might be out for next year. Like, yeah. this guy's on IR. <laughs> yeah, you gotta the, put the chain gang guy the, on IR. The New Orleans chain gang Poor has dude. to have an IR. I feel bad for him. hope he's all right, but... Fuck. Hope he's all right, dude. His fucking leg is hanging off. Well, I, what I mean is, like, I hope surgery goes well and he's able to recover. Just, you just and... see some dude just absolutely get like a bone crunching hit, and he's just like unconsciously running. Like, man, I hope he's okay. And everyone's like, "Are oh, you hope he's okay?" And I was like, "Well, he's not. So. Well, he's, he's he's not. He's <laughs> he's not okay. His legs not there." And you're like, "What? Well, you know, he he might be able to get through it." Well, that like, was that Jordan oh. Travis one, dude. You see the angle that his legs at, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Oh yeah. You know what the crazy thing is? Is like it happens and they show their face, and half the time they're just like, and they look at it and they're like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they like go back to him and they're just like, fuck! Like the adrenaline wore off. Yeah, and, there's oh. that initial moments of shock where it's just like, oh, I'm hurt. And then they look down and they're like, oh, my leg is should not be pointing that way. They, they need a. Uh, I know they can give them morphine on the field when the paramedics get there, but the team trainers need like the morphine pens from like World War II yeah, where you just, like the serrette and you're just like, and the guy's like, oh. oh, it's fine, guys. I'm good. I'll walk it off. He's like giving the thumbs up. Everyone's like <laughs> throwing up everywhere. And he's like, I'm good, guys. We're good. I'll be back for the second half. Everyone's like, I think you guys gave him a little too much morphine. Cause, uh, <laughs> I'll be back sheesh. next week. No problem. I was like, yeah, maybe a little longer than that. Okay, buddy. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, bud. Okay. Whatever you say, guy. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Flo okay, so I I, I'm going to flip the question back to you then. So. If it was up to you, if you were the sole decision maker for the committee, who would be your final four teams? Um, I would go Washington one. Okay. Michigan two. Um, Texas three. Okay. I think, I think they deserved it over everybody else. I mean, the yeah. dominant performance in the Big Twelve, and I think their only loss was on the road to Kansas State. I think it was Oklahoma. Actually, they lost. The, oh yeah, they the, lost the Red yeah. River rivalry. Yeah, and it was by four. Yeah, and Oklahoma close. was twelfth at the time. So, yeah. but they beat number three Alabama on the road, number twenty four Kansas, lost to number twelve Oklahoma, beat number twenty two Kansas State, and then beat number eighteen Oklahoma State. So I give them three. I, I think again without the cause you know they have guidelines that they're supposed to follow. Mm -hmm. Let's be real, they don't follow him. I think Florida State would be my four. Okay. Um, I think they did enough going 13-0 and and winning their conference championship game to have a chance. I mean, yeah. I think that's all the players and the teams ask for is a chance. And then I would go Bama 5, Georgia 6, Ohio State 7. That would be my top seven. Yeah. Um, 
I honestly think had they done that, there's not really – it's like what can you say if you're Bama who lost to Texas, whose right. Texas is in the top four. If you're Georgia, it's like, well, you just lost your SEC championship game to Bama, who was I would a say team. Georgia, Ohio State have the two weakest arguments going yeah. into the top seven. Because if you're um, if you're if if someone's trying to ask you as the committee, well, why'd you put Florida State in? You're like, well, what did they do to deserve not to be in the right. top four? What they're did undefeated. what didn't they do? Yeah, they're undefeated and won their conference championship. Well, they don't game. have a quarterback. It's like. But that, that's not part of the fucking guidelines. But like they've they, been playing yeah. without him, and they just won an ACC championship game without him. Right. And they won it with their third-string quarterback. So clearly they're finding ways to win. Right. So it's like, how how can I sit here and tell Florida State, no, you don't deserve to be in? They're like, really? Because of what? Because one guy got injured? Right. What do you want us to do about that? Like it's, That's literally the game. They, yeah. You have to play with the guys on the field. And if you win with the guys on the field, then that's all that matters. And who knows? If Florida State's in there... Maybe they surprise everyone and yeah, fucking oh, beat I mean, Michigan. No and one then, thought that TCU was going to yeah. do anything last year. They so, were, I mean, they were losing to CU at halftime at the beginning of the year last year. Yeah, a one and eleven team. Yeah, so it's like, I I would have been I would have been like, this is justifiable if you do this. I I think now again to what we were saying earlier, do I think Bama right now is better? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, but also Bama lost to Texas, so it's like right. fucking complain about it. Bama, like, don't lose to Texas. You, you weren't undefeated. Yeah. They were an undefeated <laughs> yeah. champion. I mean, I gotta go look at their schedule. I mean, I know that um, the strength of schedule favored Bama because of the SEC, but um, one thing I want you to look up to once we look at Bama's schedule is fucking Georgia's schedule because I feel like Georgia has kind of a patty cake schedule. So they actually had a so. F- out of between Bama, Georgia, and Florida State, Bama and Georgia both had harder strength of schedules, according to the okay FPI rankings or whatever. Because hmm. it just um, seems, without looking at it, it, just seems like to me Georgia is always playing teams that it's like really. So for Florida State, they started the year off with a twenty-one point win against number five LSU. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Then they played Southern Miss, Boston College. At Clemson, Virginia Tech, Syracuse against number sixteen Duke, Wake Forest, Pitt, Miami, North Alabama, Florida, and then they beat Louisville sixteen to six, who was ranked fourteenth in the um, ACC championship game. So, strength of schedule was against them definitely, um, but again undefeated. So, right. And what else do you want them to do? <laughs> All right, they beat the teams that were in front of them to beat. Yeah. Georgia, they played UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB, Auburn, number 20, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Florida, number 12, Missouri, number 9, Ole Miss, number 18, Tennessee, Georgia Tech, and then number 8, Alabama. So they had a pretty tough schedule. I am heavily against UT Martin, Ball State, and UAB being on a SEC team. Maybe those are the games that I was thinking of off the top of my head of being like, what is Georgia doing playing these teams? You know, it's just the SEC slate that makes their strength of schedule so tough. Um, and then Alabama played middle Tennessee lost at Texas week two, South Florida, Ole Miss, number 15, Ole Miss, Mississippi state, Texas, A&M, Arkansas, number 17, Tennessee, number 14, LSU, Kentucky, Chattanooga, Auburn, and Georgia. Let's also be very clear. If they don't convert on a fourth and 31 to beat Auburn, Auburn, there's no discussion here. Florida State's in. Yeah, it's a two-loss team. But again, they found a way to win. Again, to what I was saying earlier, 
Saban and Bama know how to hang around and put themselves in a position to always have a fighting chance at the end of the season or in those big games. They always do. Which, by the way, before we get off of that topic, I am going to argue that New Mexico State is almost as good as Alabama. New Mexico State beat the shit out of Auburn, and Bama oh, yeah, barely yeah, yeah. beat Auburn. And they're I mean, both I'm, at Auburn. I'm only – I'm joking, obviously. But, like, that's kind of cool. But, they, like, hey, they might win one out of 100. Yeah. Like, CU might win one out of 100. Yeah. We just got to make sure we have the week one. We were literally – we were watching the, the Auburn-Bama game at my parents' house, and I was like – if Auburn wins this game, I'm going to go around saying that New Mexico State's better than Bama. <laughs> I mean, technically, uh, in the head-to-head, you have the right to say that. Yeah. I'm like, we destroyed Auburn, and then Auburn just beat Bama, so we're better. That's where like people would be like, well, my team's better than yours. It's like, why do you say that? They're like, well, your team's 5-7, and seven, mine's 6-6. Six and six. It's like, my team won the head-to-head, so who's really better? Because right, when the right. team's matched up, my team yeah, won. Yeah. So suck on that. <laughs> huh? 6-6. Six and six. I'm obviously joking about the New Mexico State thing, but no, he's not. New Mexico State beating Auburn I'll, and beating uh, them comfortably was. I'll send you guys awesome. his address so everyone can uh, <laughs> send him hate mail. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just. Yeah, I think the SEC bias plays way too much uh, a part of this. So I think a 14 playoff one, it was good for college football to get a playoff, but they should have just tried to start with eight to 12 teams. Um, so this is what the eighth year of the four team format or is this like year number this nine? Is nine this is year number nine because it started in 2014 i think so yeah i think this is the ninth year um so yeah i mean almost a decade worth of experimenting with a four-team format and now we'll expand it to 12 i'm cool with it i almost wonder if 12 is maybe too many but i don't really know what else you do you know but we'll see it'll be exciting because it allows you know I, I think it eliminates this argument of, like, if your team's... So 2014 was the first year of the playoffs. Okay, I thought so. It, it eliminates this argument of if your team's 5, 6, 7, and 8, you can't really... You, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is next year in the format, if your team's 13, 14, 15, 16, you don't really have an argument to be like, we should be in there. It's like, well, no. if you weren't one of the top 12 teams in the nation, then... Get, get out of my face. So, like, so I don't wanna, the I, top 12, I think the I think they're still trying to figure out the true like guidelines for it. Yeah. But your power four conference champions will make it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Big 12, ACC, Big 10, SEC, all automatic bids. Depending what happens with the Pac-12, and I think this is what they're waiting for is what the Pac-12 is going to do. Yeah, I keep forgetting because Pac-12 like, doesn't exist. Washington State and Oregon State, so the Pac-12 next year – have an agreement with the Mountain West as far as scheduling goes. Okay. I don't know if those two conferences will merge just into, combined, like, yeah. they should just merge into, like, the Pac West or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, then I would say that could become a Power Five conference. I don't necessarily think Oregon State, Washington State, added to the current <laughs> Mountain West makes it a Power it Five. A, right, yeah. But – what else? You I do? mean, yeah. we kind of need to get rid of this whole concept of power five. And if we're going to have 12 team playoffs, you get four automatic bids and those should probably be your four highest seeds. So all four champions go through. And then I would say, you know, if, I mean, if there's a Liberty, who's an undefeated conference champion, I don't see why you Throw can't put them in there. Throw them in there. I don't, I like, I truly don't see, this is why we need to like do it. It's one, it's going to bring, you know, that parody to football where you're going to be able to have the James Madison's or the Liberties or the Cincinnati's or those smaller schools, but 
that have a good team that year have a chance to play, mm-hmm. and they deserve it. So yeah. put them in at 12 and let them, you know, let's see what they can do. They control and their destiny. They, they can get games. smoked, yeah. or maybe they compete and throw that upset, and everyone's like, right. holy shit, the Appalachian State going into Michigan winning. Yeah. Maybe it happens. And like, then it's like college football's own little version of March Madness, basically. Right. I mean, and, yeah. and think of how crazy March Madness. You're like, oh, dude, Purdue's the number one overall seed. They're going against the yeah. 16, and all of a sudden it's like, dude, Purdue's down 40 at half. And <laughs> right. It's like, and everyone's like, what? I don't know if they're going to do yeah. it. And they're like, dude, they're down 62 minutes into the fucking second half, and everyone's like, wow. Yeah, and, and that shit happens. It yeah, happens all the time. So give them a chance. I, I think we, you know, like I said, you get the four conference champions – then I think you got to bring in the other conference champions for at least a look. Mm-hmm. I don't think like a uh, Miami of Ohio at 10 and two should be in there. Right. But maybe they crack the top 25. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to be good enough to get in there. So it's like, there's certain things that we got to be like, Hey, even if you're an undefeated Mac champion, if you were ranked like 22nd at the end of the season, you're not going to make the playoff, right. which right. is better for you that you don't make the playoff. <laughs> yeah. And better for college football that you don't. I'd rather have a Penn State with two losses in there right. than an undefeated MAC champion. So the 12 team, I think, is going to be great. I think it'll be. Have, have they released any information about? Do their consideration guidelines change at all? Doing 12 teams versus four teams. Um. So that's what I think. That's where they're waiting for the Pac-12. Situation oh, okay. because I think like they're the last saying domino to fall, right. So it's kind of like college basketball, but March Madness. If you win your conference champion, it's an automatic bid. It doesn't matter which conference you're in; it's an automatic bid into the the show. Mm-hmm. So the four are set in stone automatic bids. That doesn't give you one through four ranking. It just gives you a spot in the like yeah. if you're a yeah. if Iowa knocked off Michigan and were was a what eleven and two team, they'd be like you're the eighth seed. You're the eighth best right. team. Michigan's right. still gonna make it. But you also make it because you have a conference championship. Right. So I think they're going to do that. And then I think it's literally just the best resumes. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Um, I'd love to be part of some of these meetings because I want to know what's like the discussions like. Because yeah. I have my own thoughts and opinions on everything. And it's just like, like, do I think Oregon could beat Alabama? Of course. Yeah. I, I truly think that they might be a better team than Alabama. But do they deserve to be in there as a two-loss team to the number two-ranked team in the country by a combined six points? I can't it's, make that fucking decision. It's so hard, like, yeah. But would I love to see Oregon against Alabama? Sure. So let's make that the 5-4 matchup, and we'll yeah. move on. So that's why that's why it's cool that it's expanding to 12 is because you can still incorporate a team this year like Oregon and like Ohio State into the mix. And Georgia, right? And see so, what they do. Yeah. So then it makes your conference championship game not as detrimental if you lose. Right. You know? Like, if Iowa knocks off Michigan, do you sit there and go, now do we think about bringing Ohio State in over Michigan? But then you have mm. to go, now the head, you know, that. So if <laughs> Iowa would have beat Michigan, dude, who knows what would have happened? Yeah, if we would have had Iowa beating Michigan and then the what happened with Bama, Georgia, chaos. So imagine – <laughs> Iowa beat Michigan, Oregon beat Washington. So oh, all yeah. of a sudden, Michigan becomes a one loss. Washington becomes a one loss. Uh-huh. Florida State wins, and all of a sudden, they're like, okay, we're going to go Oregon, Michigan, Bama, and Texas. And everyone's like, Florida State's like, we're the only undefeated <laughs> motherfucking team out yeah, here yeah. that has a conference championship, and we're still in the fifth. And they're like, yeah. Sorry, sorry about your luck. <laughs> maybe, maybe next year. And they're like, yeah. 
yeah, fuck off. Like, ugh. I don't know. It's, it's going to be really interesting next year. I'm, I'm excited to see what this looks like. Because, I mean, you know, we've had nine years now of playing with this four-team format. And I think most years it's pretty clear who the top four this was teams the, are. Last this, year and this year were two of the tougher I was going to say last year and this year, this year especially, you yeah. have like six or seven teams that really have a strong argument for like, right. hey, we need to be included. And it's like, fuck. There's only four spots. Like, I don't know what to do here, you know? So it's like next year when there's 12, this is not as tough of a consideration. Next year it becomes, because I believe it's going to be, I think the top four get buys. That's what I need to do some more research into is how they're going to structure it. I think the top four get buys. That would be the only way. And are they still just starting it after a 12-team or a 12-game regular season and conference title games? Yeah, I believe so. Crazy. But you got to think about it, right? If Let's see. We got 12, so that would be six on each side, which doesn't make sense. (laughs) So you'd have to do four playing against each other. So, no, you'd have to do (laughs) – Six on each side, which means one, two, three, four all get buys, so they get bracketed in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Then the other four play. The winners of those games will go play one, two, three, four, and then it becomes – so you get two games, four games – no. <laughs> yeah, two games, <laughs> two games, two games, one game. You need to Google a twelve-team bracket. Real so quick, it's so. really just three extra games. Because what, it, like I said, okay. it'll be four teams. <clears throat> one, one, two, three, four. This is the way my brain's seeing it. I'll get by. So they're all in the quarterfinals. Okay. Then whatever the four through eight or five through eight seeds or five through twelve seeds go two here and two here. The winners of those will go play. The buy here and the buy here. Yeah. And same thing on that side. And then you'll already have your four teams, and then those two winners will play in the semifinal, and then the winner of that will go play in the final. So how many – let's say – So it be three more games max if maximum, you don't get a buy. If you don't get a buy. If you get a buy, you're starting in the quarterfinals already. So you could potentially have a, like, 15-game season. If you don't, well, I guess it kind of depends on if you're playing in your conference title game as well. But you got to oh, hey, think look, those... they have an article on NCAA.com yeah. about the 12 <laughs> team college. Instead of struggling through this, let's just look at what they're actually going to do. Because I'm curious to see how they how they structure it. Okay, like, so, I, I so know this, is, this is gonna this work. is what it would be for this year. Um, oh, as okay. as I said, so it would doing be a hypothetical. Okay, right. So this this is what it would be if it was 12 team this year. Number 12, Liberty at number five, Florida State. Oh, so Liberty would get. Right, because okay. they're the highest ranked okay. non-power five I like that. conference I like winner. That. Um, Ole Miss at number 11, Ole Miss at number six, Georgia. Number 10, Penn okay. State at number seven, Ohio State. Number nine, Missouri at number eight, Oregon. So those would be your four games on the outside with those your are fun top matchups four too. I like those. receiving buys. Um, and then – the winners of that, so the winner of the five twelve should play number one. The winner of eleven six should get the number two. Ten seven would get number three. Well, I don't know how that would work. <laughs> it could be a rejumbling of seeds. So if you're a twelve, like if Liberty knocked off Florida State, they could go straight to play number one. 
Mm. You know how they can sometimes rejumble based on ranking that they're like, you're always going to play the weaker opponent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So they could do that or it's just going to be, you know, wherever they're slotted in and they just move in, yeah. which would be the easiest way to do it. Let's be real. Because isn't the NFL playoffs do that where, like, they play the like the winner of this game with the lowest seed or the highest seed? Yeah, I, f- I don't know if they've switched because now they've, they've done added the, past, the extra wild card spot. But, yeah, it used to be – That seems familiar. Um, it wasn't like a set bracket. It was always, right. hey, the AFC champion or the AFC, you know, whoever has the buy in the AFC will get the least best team right. in the playoffs. Yeah. So, like the lowest ranked seed who moves on right. from round one or the wild card or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That'll be really interesting next year. God, dude. Maybe ESPN's going to do, we're going to do a college football playoff bracket pool. Like, woo. Ooh, that'd be fun. Did you know what I was thinking about the other day? Um, and we've I think we've brought this up in the past and just been like, I don't know if it like logistically works, but you know what would be utter fucking chaos, but kind of low key a lot of fun is a college football fantasy dude setup. <laughs> Talk about you actually have plenty to go on on the waivers. <laughs> if it's just all division one schools, any player at any position You're just at like, all of the division one schools. I'm gonna take Dude, imagine taking like Kate Keenum when he was at Boise State. You're like, dude, yeah. I'm dropping 505 TDs on you every <laughs> week with Case Keenum. And someone's like, why the fuck did you pick the Boise State quarterback? It's like, because like, the dude's racking up 80 yeah. fantasy points a week. Because he's going to have 600 yards and five touchdowns. They're like, every oh, Saturday. the Southern Miss. I think Frank Gore's son plays for like Southern Miss. And like, the dude has 2,800 yards rushing. <laughs> and everyone's like, you don't have any power five. I'm like, no. No, fuck that, man. No, I have a winning <laughs> yeah. team. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. I, I'm honestly surprised that's not a thing that's already been way too much shit to keep track of. Yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, so. think of it. There's what a hundred and sixty sixty eight FBS teams, and you have if you're filling out a roster. Let's say you play it the way we do, where you have like two quarterbacks, <laughs> two Dude, running backs, or that, is it that draft three running backs? And we go three no, receivers, two quarterbacks, two, two running backs, three receivers, two tight ends, three flex, a defense, that's and right. a kicker. So, like for your two quarterbacks, you have your pick of literally any quarterback at any division right. one school in the country. You, you literally don't have to worry about depth at quarterback yeah, ever because you could go to the guy that's yeah. in the MAC that yeah. throws for five thousand yards. Yeah. On a one and eleven team, but he's balling out. Yeah, that's all that matters, dude. Could We're you imagine the drafts? Fantasy. I'm like, every pick gets twenty minutes because we all <laughs> oh, got to fucking do, look do a bunch of research. So much yeah. shit. Yeah, that'd be fucking wild, dude. I would love to just see like an attempt at what that would look like. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, they keep all the stats. It's really just yeah. someone building the interface as far as like ESPN would go. If oh, anyone's sh- listening to this who does this idea, we deserve a cut. You're, we you're we, taking yeah, our idea. we are you copyright f- and trademark. Yeah, yeah you're, you heard it here first on the Just Browsing podcast. <laughs> Dude, could you, oh, I would be all about it. That'd be so fun. I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, they could do that. It would be a lot of data and information, but they could do that. But if that. it's already all tracked and brought into the web, then yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, right. Dude, could you imagine? Like, you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> My entire team's on a buy. I'm just gonna drop all of them. Just drop everyone and just get a whole new team this week. Uh, yeah, my team's oh, ass, man. so I just literally just dropped everyone and I brought. You could do that in. every single week if you wanted to. Just drop everyone. Dude, and I would pick probably it. be the guy. I'd be like, yeah. you know what? Let's have fun. Let's just drop everyone. At the end of the year, Matt has one thousand five hundred seventy-two waiver acquisitions. They're like, did you reset your bench every week too? Like, oh yeah, I dropped everyone. Like, and I just did everyone. everyone I just did everyone every week. <laughs> Not a fuck with everyone. I would change the rule to where you get two acquisitions per week. Oh, fuck. 
And you just go drop your whole team, and then are like, you've met your. Uh, position. <laughs> you, like, ah, you have like a quarterback sucks. and a running back for your for your team. For they the go off for like eight hundred and forty <laughs> yards and nine touchdowns, and you're like, well, I still won. So, <laughs> well, you heard it here first on Just Browsing College Football Fantasy League. Yeah, so we deserve a cut. Our lawyers wants. will be in contact yeah, if yeah. anyone <laughs> comes up with this. Um, so yeah. Oh man. Well, anything else? Do we want to talk about some of the conference championship games? How much? How many of those games did you watch this weekend? I know you watched Washington, Oregon. I watched the Pac-12. I watched the SEC, and then I watched some of the Big Ten. The big or the Big Ten was boring. I Iowa. Didn't see, I didn't see any of it, but it looked boring. Punt, 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 punt. I mean, they have a great defense. It was like twenty-two to nothing was the final. Did you hear that? I was just telling Taya and her dad this, but I was watching like on Thursday, some sort of maybe it was like Friday afternoon. Um, because I got off work and literally just watched football the entire night. I watched the entire New Mexico State game and then like the last bit, the last like quarter the of the pack. It was it was the shit. So, but this guy was talking about before he was like doing his his um his guesses for the results of the, all the championship games throughout the weekend, and he was like, as of right now, Vegas is giving Iowa's first point over under total at point five. He's like, you can literally bet the under. On the point for them to score zero points, and sure enough, I checked the final score, and I'm like, well, they didn't score a single point in the second half either. So (laughs) if you would have bet the under, you would have hit that. So I was like, wow, Iowa. So Iowa this year came out and had the lowest since sports betting became like a heavily tracked thing back in like the early earlier 2010s, I believe. They had the lowest on record. Uh, over under for college football ever. It was 28 and a half points in a college football game. F- four touchdowns and a two point conversion wow. for an over under. And guess what? <laughs> the under hit. <laughs> so anytime you saw Iowa playing, I took him in one of my bets one time because it was 30 and a half. And I was like, guys, we can mat- we can we can muster up three four touchdowns and a field goal. We got this. Yeah. It was 10 to 3. So pull up their schedule. So what were they winning all these games by? Was it like ten to three? Ten scores? to three. Ten to three. Three God. to nothing. Because they were ranked like what sixteen or something when they played Michigan this past weekend. Yeah, they were yesterday. Okay, so they oh did they get Tennessee? They beat Utah State twenty four to fourteen. They beat Iowa State twenty to thirteen, and then they played Western Michigan and put up forty one. They beat them forty one to ten, okay. but you know. Probably didn't score forty-one points total the rest of the year. Lost to Penn State thirty-one nothing. Beat Michigan Oof. State twenty-six to sixteen. Purdue twenty to fourteen. Wisconsin fifteen to six. Lost to Minnesota twelve to ten in a barn burner. Beat Northwestern ten seven. Beat Rutgers twenty-two to nothing. Beat Illinois fifteen to thirteen. Beat Nebraska thirteen to ten, and then lost twenty-six nothing to Michigan. Like wow, super fucking boring. Wow. Like there were there were guys that would show up to Iowa games and they'd have they'd made hoodies and they just said punt across the chest, <laughs> and they would cheer every time they punted. So that must mean they must have had a really good defense. This Dude, year, their defense is always really good, yeah. but their offense was fucking atrocious. Just anemic. They had to. So <laughs> the offensive coordinator was the head coach's son, and in his contract he had to average twenty five points per game well, to, to come back. And it was like five games in the season. They're like, yeah, he won't be back next year. <laughs> yeah. They're not like, not, not, not happening. They're like, they're going to have to average 98 points per game. <laughs> right, right. And they get 98 yards. Yeah. Good God. I would love to look at their offensive yardage totals for the year. I'm sure that shit is fucking abysmal. So their quarterbacks had a combined 1,601 yards passing, 
nine touchdowns, nine interceptions. They had 1,522 combined rushing yards on 450 attempts. Jesus. For 11 touchdowns. Wow. So they had just over 3,100 yards of total offense. For the entire season. For the entire season. And some quarterbacks had more say, than that by themselves. Yeah, there are some quarterbacks who compete for Heisman's who pass for like f- over 5,000 yards by themselves. Michael Penix, the Washington QB, had 4,218 passing yards. He had over 1,000 more yards <laughs> passing than they had total offense. Than Iowa's entire total offense for the entire season. Jesus. Wow. So do they deserve to be in the – they'd be like, hey, the over-under for this game is 28 again. And everyone's like, ooh, I'm taking the over. It's a college football playoff. And I was like, yeah, not today. <laughs> not today. We're going to lose 24 to nothing, yep. but not today. <laughs> the under strikes again. <laughs> the under strikes again. Oh, man. Wild stuff. Because it's kind of funny, like, speaking about it, everything now, like, involving sports or anything is all about the betting. Uh-huh. It's literally everywhere. All the announcers are talking about it, like the over-under. Oh, they're going to cover the spread. Oh, the point total. So, oh, this or that. Now that you're mentioning that, and we've brought this up before, can we pencil this in for one of our next episodes? Can we just do an entire episode about sports betting? Because I honestly think that is a topic yeah, that I've would be fascinating. Yeah, I've got plenty of notes. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, that would be a fascinating topic to dive into because the rise in popularity in the last 10 years of sports betting is astronomical. I mean, it is everywhere. It yeah. is literally um, everywhere now. And yeah. I mean, how many how many online app-based sports betting platforms are there now to choose from? There's like dozens, it seems Probably like. 10 plus in every state that's legal. Yeah. I, I see commercials all the time for ones that I've never heard of. I'm like, what? The, There's another one? My main talking point on that would just be... How corrupt has it become in terms of athletes, referees, coaches, general managers, and them being involved with the sports bettings and the leagues themselves? Because, and I, oh, I brought this up on the Super Bowl recap because Mm. I I brought up multiple things. I brought up like Luke Musgrave um, got hit in one of the Packers' earlier games in the season and he was out with a concussion and the hit never involved his head. There was no whiplash, his head never hit the ground weird. But he was out, and they came out and said he was the most heavily bet prop leader going into the game. And they said that in, like, the second quarter. And I was like – and you got to think, this this is more than just NFL. This is NBA, NHL, MLB. It's everything. It's every sport you can – it's college football. There are sponsors for all of these leagues named FanDuel, DraftKings, Mm -hmm. Caesars, MGM. They're making money off of people betting on these games, but a casino doesn't make money if the better is winning. Yep. So I've got a lot to talk about. I, I won't jump into it now because I'll go on fucking four well, hours. I, on I it, just put it down so we don't forget about it, but let's do that like next episode. But I, I, I'm I down because wanna, we need to dive into that because that would be a good Some episode. of the calls in specific games, I go, that was horseshit yeah. and yeah. that should never have been called. Well, we need to do this as an episode because it, it has become down. a gigantic industry around sports. I mean, multi-billion dollar industry. Multi-billion and, weekends. And, and that, that's the sort of thing that, like, you know, you, you go to – anyone who's ever been to Vegas or any sort of casino-based area in the country, you look around and you see the big flashing lights and the giant buildings and the, like, you know, opulent fucking statues and, and you know, water sound. fountains. Ring, and, ring, 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 ring. Right. And you won, and, like, eight and, cents on your 60-cent bet. 
how do they pay for all of this? You know, and I have the same sort of thought when I see commercials with the most famous actors and athletes in the world promoting sports betting platforms. I'm like, huh, where are they getting all this money for these primetime advertising slots and paying these super famous spokespersons? It's like, you know, and also they're not offering you fucking $150 free money to bet unless they're getting a significant amount of money from you in the long haul and times that by however many people are using their platform. Think think it's about a gigantic industry. Dude. Think about this, and then we can maybe maybe we can leave this as like the end because it's kind of a mental thing when you think about it, and we might have already discussed it. If you were to say play Powerball or the state lotto, right? You're using money that you earned <laughs> that was already taxed. Yeah. Okay, so I go to the gas station across the street. I give him a dollar, I get my Powerball ticket or whatever, however much I have to pay for the Powerball ticket. That money that I gave them was already taxed. It was already taxed to begin with, yep. I say I hit the jackpot and I win. The government is already a guaranteed, <laughs> guaranteed 40%, if not more, of that win. Yep. The federal government is already getting. Yep. All of that money that I'm winning isn't money that hasn't already been taxed. It's your money that you've bought in with, my money I've bought in with, and everyone else's money who's already who's paid already taxes. made paid taxes on that dollar yep. or whatever it is, and now you're paying forty percent of it right back to the government. It's the greatest money laundering scheme there ever was. Yep, yep. I gotta feel the same with sports betting. Yeah. They're like, yeah, guess what? The over under on this game, like primetime games, have all hit unders. Like it's like ridiculous stats it's like 85 percent of primetime games hit the under hmm. so i guarantee you a shitload of people bet the under on the seahawks cowboys game and that shit hit in the first quarter yeah it was like 20 to 20 and i'm like there's nine minutes left in the first quarter yeah one more touchdown and the the under is fucked right and all of a sudden they're like yeah we scored 79 points and i'm like the over under i think was 47 and a half <laughs> well here's another thing too I talk about this with, with Ty's dad a lot because he, he looks at, like, you know, you, you can see for any matchup, it's just built into the ESPN app. You can see, like, the Vegas odds. Well, for, now they have ESPN bet. Right. Yes, of course they do. Which, dude, by the way, is scamming the shit out of people because you could hit seven out of eight legs in a parlay, and the one leg you don't hit was a push, and your entire ticket becomes a push. What? Usually what that would mean would be the push. So say, like, the one I saw was the Eagles last week winning by three. They won by three. So that means that bet, that minus three, is its own push. Because they didn't cover the three-point spread, but they did not cover. Right. So that means that that bet should be voided. So if it was minus 110 odds, you void the minus 110 odds from the total odds, and it shifts down to just becoming a seven-leg parlay, and you should get paid out based on the seven-leg win. ESPN bet's like, no, 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 not in our fucking house. (laughs) If one leg fucking pushes, whole bet push. Interesting. Yeah, so people are like ripping them, and I'm like, that's gonna drive your fucking bets down. DraftKings or yeah, DraftKings is having people flood over to DraftKings or but FanDuel. People are or shitting MGM. on DraftKings because there's been like basketball games which a player won't like. A guy had a 19 and a half point, you know, was his point total. He made a free throw. They gave it to the wrong. I think it was with the Magic. They gave it to the wrong Wagner on the team. Instead of Franz Wagner, they gave it to Moritz Wagner. But it's a point. It's an irreversible statistic. Yeah. After the game, they revised it and gave it to the rightful person who truly scored it in real time, and it should have counted as 20. And DraftKings was like, no, we use whatever stats they have at the time of the end of the game. And I'm like, 
no, you guys should have to follow based right. off of stat corrections because that is the true stat that happens. Right. <laughs> so they've come under fucking huge fire for that. And then I think they came up under enough fire that they're like, we're going to just refund people's bets that uh, we did this yeah, to. And yeah. it's like, no, fuck you. They would hit their bet, pay them out. Right, right. Don't refund this shit, pay them out. They're like, we'll give you bonus bets. And I'm like, you're giving me $250 that I don't get to cash out. I have to end up betting it anyways. Yeah. So, dude, it's a fucking weird industry, but they're making shit loads of money. All right, next episode, let's do let's that. Let's do it. I'm going to come prepare with some notes. I'm sure you have plenty of notes. I, w- I would love to dive into it because it's a yeah, fascinating it's, world. It's a and crazy world. For me, it's a fascinating world because I don't participate at all. I never have been a sports betting guy. I just don't do it. I'm like, I just know that I'm going to get myself into a situation where I'm putting people too much chase money those, into it. Yeah, people yeah. will chase, like, I'm just one away. I'm right, one away. Right. I'm one away. And then you keep doing it, and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, you were $25,000 one away. Right, right. And you're like, I just need $500 for one more bet, and I'm yep. going to turn it into the $25,000. I'll be done forever. And then you like hit it, and you're like, yes. And then all of a sudden it's gone. Chasing good money after bad. Um, Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that next episode. I would love to do that. Because it, it's a fascinating industry to me from the outside because I see how much money is involved in it. And like you said, it's just now ingrained into the sports society at large where everybody's the commentators talking are talking about the over under totals or the spread or whatever there's commercials every single commercial break for college games nfl games nba games no matter what it is mgm sportsbook DraftKings, kings you see them all over your fucking instagram any social media you're on you get i mean they're just like it's becoming a massive massive industry and I, it really what i would like to talk about when we do the episode is to, is to track kind of the progression of it from like the last 10 years where it like first started to like you know take a company like DraftKings and be like where was DraftKings right. 10 years ago we go ago from daily fantasy now. to full blown sports book right like that's this shit's wild dude it yeah, is because you used wild. to only be able to go to like a true sports book at a real casino a right. physical casino right and place bets and then states were like we could we could legalize this and tax the shit out of it yeah which is also the same thing they came to the decision of finally with uh, like things like marijuana. Marijuana, yeah. Which is like they're yeah. like, hey guys, you want to legally smoke weed? Everyone's like, yeah. They're like, all right, when you buy it, we're gonna charge you seventy five percent tax on it. And they're like, right. we can still get high, and it's like, all right, you guys are buying a shitload of weed, and we're taxing the shit out. And of The government's it, so. like, thanks for the fifty million dollars of extra right. tax revenue every year. <laughs> and everyone's like, thanks for letting us get high. Right. Like yeah. it's everyone's it's a like, it's like a win win for it's the people win-win. that partake. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, hey, as long like I mean, you tax alcohol. Right. I don't. I don't Tax cigarettes, you know, you tax, tax cigarettes, drink like, tobacco, all that shit. Yeah, you might as well tax weed. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, anything else we want to cover regarding college football? No, uh, like college I said, football playoff, um, national title. I guess let's make some go Huskies. Let's make some predictions. Who do we think is going to win? Dude, I wouldn't be surprised if Alabama upset Michigan. Yeah, it um, wouldn't shock me either. But Michigan is a motorized unit right now. They're playing well. And I think they, they have that mentality there. It's everyone against us. So if they keep that belief, I, I think Michigan will beat them, but I wouldn't be surprised if Alabama pulled off that upset. Yeah. Um, depends what version of Washington shows up against Texas. Yeah. If the Texas that showed up against Oklahoma State with a healthy Quinn Ewers shows up, really it's going to be a fucking slugfest. If Michael Penix and that offense shows up, clean without turnovers texas is gonna have to be able to swing you know what i'm this is not necessarily what i think is gonna happen this is what i want to happen what i would like to see is michigan beats bama 
Texas beats Washington, and then Texas beats Michigan in the title game. See, I want Michigan I like to beat to Bama, that. Washington to beat Texas, oh, okay. Washington to win. Okay, okay. So I would prefer Washington to win, but you also have to think of this. Michigan and Washington will be Big Ten foes starting next year. They could play each other in the mm. national championship game. Alabama and Texas are going to be, be SEC, SEC foes, yep. and they could play each other in the national championship game. And it'll be a rematch of and it'll Texas, be a rematch Bama of the one loss that yeah. Bama had. So give me Michigan, Washington, Washington winning 38-31. Go Huskies. <laughs> All right. You heard it here first on the Hey, I've called podcast. some good championship games. <laughs> I called that blocked field goal and Clemson winning and yep. Hunter Renfro in the fucking end zone. What's uh what's going to happen with Clemson here? You think Dabo's going to be able to get them back into the conversation for competing for national titles every year? Yeah, he he's heavily against the transfer portal which i think they need to tweak the transfer portal and this whole nil shit a bit because it's getting, it's getting way out, it's of getting control. out of control yeah um i think he's gonna learn that you've got to use the transfer portal to re-up your you, you it's not all about recruiting anymore because we know it's probably him and saban are the two best recruiters in the country yeah but can you bring in a fifth year senior that's going to have an immediate impact and he just refused to do that i don't know if they had any transfers come into clemson yeah I think he's going to see that times have changed and he's going to have to hit the transfer portal a little bit more, and I think they'll be back next year. Because when – how many years now has it been since they've been kind of down and out? Has it been two I think just seasons? two since Trevor okay. Lawrence left. Yeah. So not that long, really. And, I mean, because they, they had a fucking run there where it was like – Yeah, it was just what, them and Bama. Four years in a row they were like in the play. They're like, the hey, Michigan State has a chance. It's like it's 56 to 10. Yeah. And it didn't have a chance. We knew it was going to be Alabama-Clemson. Yeah. In which oh, case, hey, Cincinnati, they could they could do it. In which no. case, you and I were always on the couch just fucking pulling for Clemson. Yeah. Dude, those those like two or three years in a row where it was Clemson-Bama just clashing head-to-head head were fucking great, great games. games. Just uh, fucking, um, what's our guy, Hunter Renfro? Hunter Renfro. Deshaun okay. Watson and Hunter Renfro, man. What a fucking squad they had. Well, those are some exciting games. Yeah, I mean, as much as we hated seeing the same teams play, at least they were good, exciting games. They were good games. games. Like, it was they truly the two best teams yeah. in the country. yeah. But, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Washington. I think they can maybe get it done. Yeah, uh, I don't want to. I honestly, Texas or you know, when Alabama it really win. when it really boils down to it, I'd be happy to see any of the three teams outside of Bama win it. I don't think I would. I, I just don't want to see Alabama win it because they have way too many. Oh, Marcus Mariota's in. I guess Jalen Hurts is. Hurt. Sorry, I had to. I just saw that. <laughs> My brain just went to not <laughs> college football. Um, um. Yeah, go go Huskies. All right, go Longhorns. <laughs> I used to. The only reason I'm saying that is I used to be a big Longhorns fan when I was younger. See, so I I still kind of. I don't. Let's be real. I don't like any team in there, but I dislike Washington the most. Like I don't have a reason to not like Washington. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I, I'm a little bit torn because it's like. I usually default to rooting for whoever's coming out of the Pac-12 because that's where ASU plays. So I'm like, I, I'll, I'll root for the Pac-12. But like, I used to really, really love Texas. So I'm like, part of me is is happy to see them having an opportunity. I, to win I will a title say for the first time in quite a while. So I will say, looking at certain things, and obviously these are going to be biased articles. College football is better when Texas and Colorado are both better programs because mm. Colorado's brought a lot of people back to watching football. They they had huge numbers this year. Obviously, the Dion effect. But they still had huge numbers. 
Texas being good at football, it's Texas. It's the state of football. Yeah. Them, they have to be good at football. They're like a staple like, of college football history, So too, it brings yeah. in good football. Like, yeah. you got to get some of these old school powerhouses yeah. that can come back in and be good at football. And it kind of revamps football. Yeah. So it's well, nice it also, to see them because they haven't been good since Mac Brown was there. Right, right, right. So it's kind of like, I don't like them and I'm always rooting for their demise, but it's like, it's good to see fresh faces. Like it's good to see yeah. Clemson out. It's good to see Washington and um, Texas and Michigan in there. It's like it's a little bit fresh. Yeah. Well, and I think it gets when you have teams like Texas who are actually competing again for for national championships. It gets people like me, and kind of like you said to the whole Texas and CU point. It gets people like me who like are are almost like reminiscent for the days when like early to mid two thousands when Texas was a dominant. Right, it was Texas and USC, USC and Texas and Miami. Like, that's for my college football watching journey. That was like the genesis of my entire involvement right. in college football. So I'm like, part of me like yearns. We'll never for go that. back to the Reggie Bush Vince Young days. <laughs> yeah, but part of me wants that, right? So like, if Texas is in the college football playoff, I'm more inclined to watch. And I think there's probably a lot of other people out there who are just like me. Who well, are they like, play in New Orleans against Washington, so they were like, I think this will heavily favor the Longhorns as far as home field advantage might yeah. go. I'm like, no shit. That also goes a long way if Texas wins the whole thing this year. That goes like let's say they beat um, Washington and then they beat if Bama beats Michigan and then they beat Bama for the national championship game. That goes a long way towards confidence and confidence next year. going into the SEC yeah. next year and competing against Bama all the time. Well, and Oklahoma's gonna be like, well, we beat them, so right, right. Yeah, it gives, look at us. Gives Bama a little, or uh, sorry, gives Oklahoma a little bit. And more then they go into the too, SEC but, and go, fuck, this is a different yeah, league. Yeah. I'm really curious to see this whole Texas Oklahoma SEC experiment. How the how this goes, dude. The whole real yeah, it'll be next year's just going to be fast. It's going to be overall. fucking crazy because yeah, we're getting all of the and we covered this when we did our college football episode at the beginning of the year. But the realignment stuff, the expansion of the college football playoff. There's a lot of changes coming up next year, so it's going to be. Fucking I think it's crazy all for the better. Watch. Yeah, but it'll be. Fun. I do too. It'll be yeah, it'll be fun. But there's probably going to be some kinks that they have to work out first couple of seasons i would guess but yeah we'll, we'll get it figured out yeah it'll be fun but yeah i'm gonna go huskies over michigan 38 31 all right <laughs> get a score and let's hear it <laughs> who's texas gonna play uh texas all right here's what i'm gonna say bama beats michigan we don't care about the quarter for Te the semifinals texas beats uh, Washington, and then Texas beats Bama again for the second time in the season, and the score is 27 to 21. I thought you were going to say 20 to 7. I was like, really? 27 21. Pretty fucking boring game, although it's better than 10-3 Alabama LSU. Yeah, that was a fucking boring one. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard it here first, people. Who knows if that's that's going to be wildly inaccurate, I'm sure, but who cares? Maybe we'll uh, – well, that's not going to happen until January, so we'll probably have a couple episodes since then. But maybe we'll just touch on that with an yeah. early – maybe we'll yeah. do like a NFL playoff preview or something. And There we go. We'll and touch on it. Yeah. Because yeah. national title game is January 8th, I believe. So Right, and yeah, I think we'll that would be the last week of the NFL um, regular season. Yeah. All righty. Well, this has been fun. Gotta love college football. Championship weekend's fucking exciting, man. There were some really good games this weekend. Yeah, week 18 ends on the 12th, so we'll be able to do the okay. – we could do our um, preview then. Nice. All right. So, yeah, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Um, give us your thoughts on the college football playoff, and 
did Florida State get screwed? And yeah, give us your predictions. But thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back uh, with an episode on sports betting here soon. Yeah, I think sports betting, th- I, that sounds like a lot of fun. I think we'll fire that one up next. Right. So, yeah. So tune, tune in. in. Tune in next time for that one. It'll be a fun episode. Um, until then, enjoy the remainder of the college football bowl season and the ending, the winding down of the NFL season and leading up to NFL playoffs. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll check in probably before NFL playoffs get started and do a little touch base at that sure point. Will. So, righty. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Until next time.